Ghana's economic woes take a center stage. We also look at the economies of Morocco and Senegal. Did they advance in the second quarter? Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business. In Africa, I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The Care Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Ghana is facing a myriad of issues. Ghana's currency, the city, has weakened 36.3% this year, making it Africa's worst performing currency. Inflation is also at an all-time high. Courage Kingsley Marty, head of insights at IC Group, joins us for this episode to break down Ghana's economic issues. Well, the Ghana city is uh, historically uh, depreciation bias currency, and this largely because of the structure of the economy, which doesn't really support the retention of foreign exchange earnings partly because of the quite narrow export base, also because of the low share or insignificant share of local content in the extractive sector, a sector which is dominated by multinationals who pick foreign currency earnings from their exports. And um, as a result of that, who typically repatriate any earnings or dividends they make. And as well as the retention policy, which doesn't seem to favor a significant flow of that export earnings back into the economy. So from a structural point of view, the city actually seemed like a depreciation bias currency. But in the past couple of, of years, the pace of depreciation has worsened, particularly this year. And this is largely due to the sharp deterioration in the macroeconomic fundamentals. So the current pace of depreciation we are seeing is largely macro situation driven. And you find situation where inflation is at almost 34% as of August. The budget deficit is unsustainably high in double digit share of GDP and investor concerns around the public debt situation. And the latest in the market currently is what plans government has in place or is considering for a potential restructuring of the domestic debt portfolio. And that, again, is triggering uncertainty and is leading to sell-offs on the market, particularly from non-resident investors who want to exit their city position and cut their losses ahead of any potential restructuring that may impose more losses than they would be willing to tolerate. And as well as the sharp uh, increase in inflation, which has created the search of flight to safe havens and the dollar and other forex or foreign exchange have become the safe havens for domestic investors. And so essentially, the current pace of depreciation we are seeing on the market largely reflects the sharp deterioration in the macroeconomic environment. And of course, if you go back to our history with how we fund our reserve position to support the local currency, what you notice is that we traditionally would make foray into the euro bond market every year, at least since 2018 to last year, to raise about three billion US dollars. That comes into the reserves, prop up the reserves, and strengthen the central bank's interventions of the markets to keep a lead on the depreciation. But for this year, 2022, given the loss of access to the international capital market as a result of the fiscal and debt concerns by the market, 
the government of Ghana has not been able to access the international capital market. And so the traditional eurobond flows have not come this year. So from the reserves cover or external buffer perspective, we are very exposed on that front. And so the city also has not had the needed interventions on the supply side that the central bank would typically do and the assurances investors would typically have looking at the uh, strong reserves. This year, the reserve has been very, very exposed. So overall, it's a conflict of factors. At the heart of it is the structural nature of the economy. It doesn't favor um, a strong buildup of reserves. But in the immediate situation, it is as a result of the significant Western deterioration of the macroeconomic environment with elevated inflation driving flights to safety currencies uh, or safe havens, and as well as investor concerns around the fiscal and debt situation and movement as a result of that. And the elevated fiscal situation or deficit is also being um, enforced on the central bank to finance the government. And the size of the financing we recorded in the first half of this year with significant injection of city liquidity also partly explain why we have this imbalance in the foreign exchange market with excess supply of CDs, shocking the limited um, supply of Forex we have on the market. So in conclusion, the recent um, depreciation, sharp pace of depreciation of the Ghana city largely finds its roots in the sharp deterioration of the macroeconomic fundamentals. Quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The economy of Morocco advanced by 2% on year in the second quarter of 2022, accelerating from a 0.3% rise in the previous three-month period. Non-agricultural activities increased by 4.2%, mainly boosted by the hotels and restaurants, transport and storage, public administration and finance and insurance. Manufacturing posted a modest gain. Meanwhile, the agriculture sector shrunk by 15.5% and made a persistent drought. The economy of Senegal advanced by 2.9% year-on-year in the second quarter of 2022, slowing from a 5.2% rise in the previous three-month period. It's the weakest growth since the first quarter of 2021 amid softer increases in secondary activities and services. Meanwhile, primary activities expanded faster. And on the expenditure side, positive contributions came from total exports, fixed income and consumption. On a seasonally adjusted quarterly basis, the GDP increased by 1.6%. The International Monetary Fund has launched a new food shock window program, a funding mechanism that seeks to help vulnerable countries address the prevailing food insecurity. Targeting countries that have an urgent balance of payment needs and are suffering from acute food insecurity, the funds will provide additional access to emergency financing to the countries. The new window is set to open for a period of one year. Although the lender did not specify, specifically rather mention the target countries for the funding program. The eligibility criteria for the fund are that a country must show that the food import price shocks are creating a negative balance of payments impact of 0.3% of GDP. And IMF research identifies at least 48 countries in this category, including many of the world's poorest, most vulnerable and conflict-affected states. The annual inflation rate in Uganda topped 10% in September of 2022 from 9% in the previous month. It's the highest reading since July of 2012, mainly on account of food 
prices and non-alcoholic beverages, furnishings and household equipment, and education. Upward additional upward pressure, additional upward pressure came from the cost of transport, alcoholic beverages, tobacco and narcotics, restaurants and hotels, and housing and utilities on a monthly basis. Consumer prices were up 1.5% after a 1% increase in the prior month. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at With Adon.